What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Mirka! Yeah. It's good to be back on the mainland. What's going on in the... Uh... I, I always want to say, like, overseas, but it's a state. <laughs> Does it feel like the States? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've been there. Yeah, it feels I, like the States. You yeah. flew, you flew, uh, you didn't fly a commercial airline, though. The last time I did not. It's, but it's been a while. I mean, that's 10 years ago. Hell, my, maybe even 11. I think we went in 08. No, in 09. But still, that's, that's a long time ago. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Hot and humid? Hot and then a little humidity on uh, a few d- few of the days. I, you know the great part about going to a place that a lot of people go is like you post one picture and you get nine recommendations in my Instagram DMs. You know, it's like, oh, here's a good meal. And they're like nine more. Like, oh, you got to go to the – one guy's like, oh, you got to go to the brunch at the plantation course. I'm like, damn, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, Okay. Well, if you think about this, the majority of our listeners are in California. Like yeah. they're not – you know, if you were in Philadelphia or just other states, and this was our show, they would go to like Florida or Key West or one of those places. Like, right. you're just going to vacation in either probably Mexico or Hawaii, right? It's just a go-to easy one, and it's cool. I mean, why why wouldn't you? Yeah. The brunch of the plantation. I wonder what the I brunch of the that. plantation runs you. I don't know. It was too late for me to go, but uh, I got that recommendation late in the trip. But did you would have been a good it, one? Did anyone offer you fifteen hundred dollars for legroom? No, that might have been my favorite story of the week. Even though we, this is the fourth podcast of the week, John, I don't know if you're aware of that. It's crazy how we were able to do podcasts while uh, on well, vacation. While on vacation, but Cha-ching, uh, that I thought that was an incredible story. I thought you had one of the great. I did. That was the great thing. You catch up on Twitter. The, the world is three hours ahead of you at minimum. At minimum, I know. the West Coast. Uh, but that, that was a great, that was maybe my favorite story. Pretty incredible. Yeah. Because like the idea that there's no one else super rich on the plane who doesn't want your 1500 bucks, who paid whatever they paid. 
like people couldn't figure that out. Now, what I didn't understand because I didn't follow it too closely, he was not offering the guy fifteen hundred dollars for first class, right? He was just offering him, or was it a first class seat he was trying to buy off the guy? It was not first class. It was like the business seat, right? You know, they're like there's first class, then there's the row of business, and then it immediately goes just economy, normal people seats. Right. Camp was not only in the normal people seats; he was in the middle of a three. So it was seat. a last. Somebody booked it last minute. Clearly, he probably didn't have anything to do with it. You'd think. I would think, yeah. I would think, but then he offered fifteen hundred just to switch seats. Now thinking about it, because I thought it was an extreme lowball offer. I still think fifteen hundred, because you'd have to imagine they were on a ten-hour flight. I think it was from like Atlanta to France. Oh, that seriously? Yeah, it was a long. It wasn't. I didn't just realize like, they're going to France. I thought it was it, like Charlotte to Gainesville. No, yeah, it was. It was France. Okay, so that that was part of it. And I would imagine that ticket cost that guy for the legroom. You know, what do you think? Eight to a grand. I mean, the seat. So just the movement. He paid extra for the legroom. So what the? Even if you break even on your flight, so you basically everyone's just like, oh, you got a free flight. Yeah, but the le- that's not about free or money. It was about the leg room. Uh, so here's the part that I don't understand, and maybe you can answer this for me. Well, there has there's not any information. Like we just well, just know tell me if this is, if this happened because I watched the video and I thought so. He offered fifteen hundred, right? The guy says no. He doesn't counter. He just walks away. The guy to Cam. No, Cam walked up to the guy, right? Yeah, Cam kind of just left his seat, went up to the guy. Hey, I'll give you fifteen hundred for the seat. You can barely hear it, right? But and then, then he the doesn't. Guy, yeah, then they just the guy just says no, and then he doesn't counter. He just walks. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's pretty clear Cam's not a great businessman. And for How about someone like, that has been around a, a large amount of money since he obviously was paid to go to Auburn, but he was paid, I'm sure, to go to Florida. <clears throat> so he understands the bartering system because I think the guy. If I was that guy, I'd have been like, well, I'll give it to you for three grand, right? Because I would, for three grand, I'd probably move, even if I did have some cash. Like, you just give me three grand cash, especially if I only paid like 700, 800 bucks for the seat. Yeah, but for a, for a flight to France, for a 10 hour flight, extra leg room, you might have paid more. I don't know. I, I haven't seen an airline person break that down yet. But. I also think it's a little bit of an indictment, and I hope I wouldn't have done this. Maybe I would have taken a snapshot. Does the first time any human now sees anyone famous, you immediately grab your phone and start video recording? Yeah. I mean, when you don't even see somebody famous, but you see somebody doing something kind of silly, you start – like this thing where every, no matter what silly workout you do at the gym, it is going to end up on Twitter <laughs> or Instagram. But, or but I, I've had a couple times I've seen a guy that I've wanted to film – at the gym doing this funny ass weird it would immediately get laughs and i don't do it now well, that's granted, what I'm one of the, one of them was because the guy's literally looking right at me <laughs> but it so it crossed my mind i'm not saying i'm like better than everyone else I, but i also get to back to the point of like can't i just let people fucking live their life yeah, well okay so i enjoy those videos but i'm uncomfortable with this thing that you see some dude doing a hip thrust or a shoulder shrug and we just have to film everybody in their normal daily lives. I think it's an invasion of, of just normalcy. Like, you just well, can't be yourself outside. That's where I get back to Cam. I feel a little uncomfortable. Like, Cam Newton's just doing a normal person thing. He just offered the guy some money for a seat. Like, that's not that crazy. That's probably happened millions of times in the history of flights. 
And he it's actually I mean at the end of the day, low ball offer, but he's still fifteen hundred dollars. Not he offered him like ten bucks. He offered him fifteen hundred dollars, the guy said no. Cam cordially just walked back to his seat. Like it was a it was a very just normal human interaction do in the you, real world. So do you agree there's a difference between someone taking a <clears throat> photo, here Cam is on my plane, and somebody filming that interaction, or if the interaction had just been Cam getting on the plane? I don't even think the guy necessarily knew what he was filming. He was just filming Cam probably, and then it just happened to be that. That would be my guess. Yeah. Because you just see Cam Newton, so you start filming. Like if me and you had been sitting there, we were going to France on Cam's flight. Probably a decent chance we would just take a photo, like Cam Newton's on our flight. Right. I, but maybe not. I, I Maybe I'd be like, just let the guy fucking be. But uh, who knows? I yeah, wouldn't have I, videoed. I, but I've also, I, I mean, I'd feel a little bad. Like, I've talked a lot of shit about him over the years, so, like, I'd be a little disingenuous. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think to your original, I, I, I'm just uncomfortable with the filming of everybody, taking pictures of everybody, just living their lives. Uh, it's it's a little weird to me. Well, there was the, there was the ultimate. But but we blur, but everyone blurs out their license plate as if that makes a difference. Like people, your car is driving down the street with its license plate every day. Everybody sees it. I don't. You don't need to blur out your license plate on the. Well, internet. you could just you could just Google mirror you and our addresses come up. Because my mom's like, you know your address online. I'm like, mom, everyone's address online now. Like I, I don't even have the energy to even worry about it. Like what some. She's like, well, you're mean to some people on Twitter. They, what are they going to do? Come to my house and kill me? Okay. I mean, if that's going to, they're going to come and get John Middlecoff. You can't even <laughs> I mean, get into your building. How's anybody else going to get in? Yeah, I mean, they can find a way. I'm sure the Amazon guy's always in. Uh, well, they've got to, yeah. I always wonder, like, how come the Postal Service isn't committing a bunch of crimes? Because those people have keys to everything. Well, very, they say they're crazy, right? But you got to give them credit. They're very high character. You don't read a lot of stories about the Postal Service guy just stealing a bunch of shit. No. Because they have a key to the, I know they got a key to my building because they're in the lobby every day. And they got a key to every building. Feels like in America because they're in all these buildings dropping shit off. Especially the Amazon people. I, I trust them kind of unequivocally. Like if you go, who's the most trustworthy person you know? I'd be like, I don't know the Amazon guy that drops stuff off in my door. Because <laughs> I see him doing it to everyone. He could easily just pocket a box, and then I would just report it didn't show up, and it, they'd probably reimburse me. No, right? Yeah, my legacy box was in the lobby the other day when I got home from vacation. I don't know how it got there. <laughs> Exactly. Do you feel refreshed? Do I feel refreshed? Uh, no, because I didn't really feel tired when I left. <laughs> That's fine. So I don't like this idea. Now I'm going to sound like an asshole because some people really work, you know, jobs with people they hate and they need the refresher. I don't like calling vacation like an escape. I just like calling it a trip. Because then, you, then you, you call your vacation a an escape, then you're setting yourself up to come back and be mad. Then when you get back, you 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 back from the thing you try to escape from. So I don't try well, you, to escape exactly. from like, the beginning. You, I just yeah, my, my life just kept going. We just happened to be in Hawaii. Yeah, you know. But I wouldn't say that because then you sound like an asshole. I know. But you do. You but know. I just yeah, you know. You're talking to a microphone for a living. Yeah, I mean it's Friday at ten twenty a.m. and this is the work I'm doing today. So. You know, I realized that uh, we've built a nice little situation here for ourselves. And you know what? At least you're getting paid. EaseWellness.com, guy. That's right, baby. EaseWellness. This podcast is brought to you by, and there was pl- I, plenty of people were talking about CBD in Hawaii. I can tell you that much. Spreading the word. Oh. EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM, John. EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM. Here's the key, guy. CBD, hemp-based. You can deliver it anywhere. So it's not just California. Tell your friends that live in other states, Texas, Florida, New York, Philly, you name it. They will deliver. They're the Amazon of CBD, uppers, downers. You need you need a better night's sleep. 
You want your mind to fire a little bit better. I, I use a stuff called composure. It gets me going. Uh, your dog has a little anxiety. You need to get your dog a little CBD treat. The bath bombs. I talked to someone yesterday. They got their aunt bath bombs. She loves it. It's nice and relaxing. Again, best CBD on the market, easewellness.com. Two to three drop shipment will be in front of your door. Yeah. Promo code three, two, two to three business days. You said it. Um, all users, 20 bucks off your first delivery. We wouldn't use the promo code ham. First Bam. purchase. First purchase. Thank you. First purchase. Over $50 free delivery. Every delivery over $50 is free. Even after you, you've used the promo code, even after you've been a regular user. These are nationwide shipments. EaseWellness.com, promo code ham. Podcast also brought to you by Hair Club. Woo! See some good hair in Hawaii? Saw some good hair, but you know what, John? You're diving into the ocean. Uh, you taking a nap. Being bald isn't the worst thing in that situation. No, it's not. No you one knows. Nice you just fell asleep. Like, I did have this conversation with somebody. The bad thing with hair is you take a nap at work. Get exposed. You get exposed fast, unless you do the asleep sitting up at the computer, which I have pulled before. What if you do the Costanza? I, under the desk, that you're getting exposed. <laughs> yeah. You're getting exposed. But that's one of the few downsides. Um, Hair Club understands that confidence is important, and they know the emotions you're feeling, and they know the questions that you have, and they have the answers because Hair Club, the leader in total hair solutions. Well, I, I've gone through it, guys. So whether you're looking to revitalize the growth of your hair or to learn more about the latest proven methods for hair replacement or restoration, that would be what I would need. Hair Club's professionally trained stylists, hair health experts, and consultants will craft a personalized solution to ensure you have the best in most of your hair. And here's the thing, guy. We just need you to go to hairclub.com slash hand today and sign up. If you're having these thoughts, you're losing your hair, you're receding, they have something for everyone. You just go to hairclub.com slash ham. If this would have been around when I was going through everything I went through with hair loss, I probably would still have Haberman-level hair because I would have gone to hairclub.com for free and just signed up and got a consultation to see what they could do for me. Go to hairclub.com slash ham. Free hair health and scalp analysis for new customers, $250 savings, like John said, on any qualifying hair club service. After the initial consultation, what do we need you to do? Sign up. Hairclub.com slash ham. You know, I was thinking, John, uh, so you and I, have t- I don't think we've talked about it on this podcast. Uh, we've talked about it a lot. I got back from Hawaii Thursday, and I'm a little confused as to what the radio situation is. Just the schedule. I know what the situation is. How long have we been talking about this impending jump for uh, Greg Pop? A long time. And uh, I was thinking about it because there's this a listener of the pod named Chase who works out at the same gym as me. came up to me once in a crosswalk several months ago. And now we see, I see him every once in a while. We chat. And I know I'm just using Chase as an example because he just tweeted at me and it reminded me that I told him that Greg Papa was moving like three months ago. If you run into Haberman yeah. or Middlecoff in the wild, you're going to get sometimes some information that doesn't come out uh, through uh, mainstream podcast sources. You, you know what my sources have told me, guy? That people that were at Greg Papa's old employer were shell-shocked when he left. I don't think they quite understood the magnitude of what was going on, which is kind of crazy that Guy Haberman and John Middlecoff and many other of our close personal friends knew this was not only inevitable but was happening for a while. I I had a conversation. When I say a few months, that's, I probably didn't. It probably goes back to before the football season last year, right, or around the time football season started. Well, when we find out, Greg, I don't even know if we were even thinking about it until he became the voice of the Niners. Well, yeah, maybe that he was inevitably going to be KMBR guy. Yeah, yeah sure. that that's when it became 
you know, kind of it felt inevitable. I had a conversation at a 49er practice within the last month and a half with a high-ranking official. We both kind of laughed about it. <laughs> Neither of us said anything like, right. you know something, you know something? <laughs> it's going down. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that I, I speak, and, you know, I know you would agree that getting the band back together, it's that was a great show, <laughs> you know. Uh, London Papa. So I'm uh, I'm excited now. I'm not. I don't really know how. I guess ten to two. I'd probably listen to noon to two sometimes. They're just gonna rehash the first two hours again anyway. Yeah, I mean the the wheelhouse, which is what it was before yeah. they defiantly began calling it the caboose pistol, and then you know Lund eventually left when there was uh, a breakdown in negotiations. Um. To what do you me, think about both Papas leaving on the same day? I thought it was poetic, and I texted Derek this, that his departure was like the first public straw. You know, like that was the thing that led to everything else. Because as soon as I saw that he wasn't going to be allowed, which I've never heard of a producer not being allowed to work their last day. Uh, I've heard of, I mean, it probably has happened, right? Where people say, I'm out in two weeks, and they tell you, well, just leave early then. It, actually, I know it happens. What's it like? Losing your biggest talent by a mile, uh, and your most important, as as we know now, doing this from a business standpoint, like the way all these things—radio shows, podcasts—like the only way you make revenue is through advertising. Well, Greg Papa draws advertising for them. I would imagine KBR is like we just we spent some money, we're gonna make it all right back because his advertisers will come with them. And to lose his son, who had, you know the best producer they have. He didn't just leave. Like he's going to NFL Network. It's like a double whammy. Like we're out, <laughs> and the other guy goes to, I mean, KMBR. Beside whatever the station Frances is on, it's just how many watts is is ninety five seven the game? Eight thousand or whatever. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, FM and AM are different. AM signals are bigger. Oh, it is. So FM's still, a little different animal. But it still doesn't even hold. Like you're saying, AM's bigger than FM. Yeah, AM signals like you don't have fifty thousand watt FM signals. AM KMBR is fifty thousand watt. KMJ in the Central Valley is a fifty thousand watt. Like these are stations you can hear. WFA, WFAN. I assume. I mean, there's only it a is. handful of fifty thousand watt stations in the country. Like these w- are stations. WFAN. Can- I think KMBR are the only two sports stations. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, you can hear it. You know, people know this. You can hear it in Arizona at the right times. Um. But why night. can I hear like uh, the country station in Sacramento, one hundred five point one? Yeah, I can get in Walnut Creek. Really? Sometimes. Yeah, you know? I don't know. You're right though, because like KHDK eleven forty Sacramento Sports Station, I can hear that in Walnut Creek too. They're just stronger. Yeah. Which is important, right? It's like, hey, Haverman Milkoff, we can expand your audience. Like, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, the the argument would be right that you don't get ratings inside outside of your market, right? That's the counters. Well, being heard in Bakersfield doesn't matter. You don't get ratings in Bakersfield. And the counter to that is, yeah, well, whether I get rated or not, my advertiser knows that he's being heard, she's being heard across the, across counties, across markets, across state. Um, everyone knows who... Uh, because it opens you up with these things called, Han- I don't Han- know, Na- Han- Handlery, Handlery Hotel, right? They're advertising to people outside of the market to come into the market. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the benefits there. Now, obviously, you podcast, you're in every market, any market you want to be. You stream, that sort of thing. Internet changes that. But well, we know our base. They're here in the Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I, but I did want to say, like, I remember driving to the Bay Area for my 95.7 audition in October of 2012 on a Friday. 
and listening to that show once I hit the Bay Area and going like, wow. Were they talking craziness? Yeah, it was just, it was phenomenal. It was great. Yeah. Um, I hadn't listened to it. Maybe I'd listened to it for a week or two leading up just once I knew I was coming to the Bay Area to audition. Just to familiarize myself. I wasn't familiar with them at all before that. And it was one of the best sports talk radio shows I've ever heard. And it's prime, you know. Um, and then I think things happen and uh, contractually people get pulled in another direction. And it gets weird, you know, like it got weird Yeah. at the end. Which is why, not with those two, but just with the station. There were other factors that affected, I think, uh, people on the air. We can speak to that. And, um, and so I'm glad they're both back in a good situation because, you know. Well, this also a, now. I wonder if the sorry. caboose pistol will be around. But, you know, people forget. Like, they had a great producer, too. They'll Before be able to Derek, anyway. John Libby was an aw- just an incredible yeah. producer. Wouldn't I, I wouldn't be totally shocked to see him come out of retirement. He was fun. I don't know what their situation <laughs> is, but. I uh, the, the other thing is that this kind of crystallizes. I never met Al Davis, but he has to be the – no one cared about the Raiders more than Al Davis. I will go to the map thinking no one ever in the history of the Raiders cared about the Raiders more beside Al Davis than Greg Papa. This now kind of crystallizes coming full circle. Like he's, he's not just leaving the Raiders. I mean obviously he left the Raiders, got fired, whatever, it ended – but now it's like he became a Niner. Now he's really a Niner. Like just BSing with Lund. I don't even know when now we've been off for a while. I guess we've been on, but haven't done a show for a while. Maybe I've been last week. Like they're going to do, you know, shows from down there. And, I, you know, Kyle and Jimmy. I mean, it's just he's a voice of the fucking team. You know, it's it's he's going to become very intertwined and woven into the Niner culture kind of fast now. Right. It's going to become. It's going to go zero to 60 and become very real immediately, which is going to be kind of weird and cool all at the same time. And just for him, you know, it's, I mean, it's got to be the best thing that's ever happened to him in his career. Besides, like, I guess originally getting the Raiders job is a big deal or the job. But I mean, this, you don't have to move. It's right in your backyard. It's a bigger brand. Uh, Do you think he'll do, I guess, would he do preseason games on TV? Probably not. That's, do the radio. that's Bob Fitzgerald's territory, which is also a little weird. You don't think about no, this guy. No, it's not. No, it's not. Oh, because he did the radio. Yeah. The radio guy has done the TV preseason. But yeah. do you want to debut Greg on TV or do you need to kind of debut him on radio? Does it, I mean, he might say it doesn't matter. Do whatever you guys want. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, want, I, think, I think if you're them, you want him on TV. I think you do, too. In a red polo shirt with the Niners logo on it. You have him on TV. But think about this guy. I don't know the exact date, but Susan Slesser wrote the article. It might have been 97 or 98. There was an article about a guy getting undercut and fired from the Golden State Warriors. Craig Papa was replaced by Bob Fitzgerald. Right. 20 years later, not directly, but kind of directly because he did take a slot, is like he then got him fired from another job. Like that's... That's pretty wild, you know. Sometimes, like a player, you get cut for a player, and then maybe a couple years later, that player comes back, and they like that. I'm sure that's happened in all sports, probably football more than the other sports. But it's not often you get replaced by a guy, and then you guys stay in the same market, and then 20 years later, you gotta get your revenge. And I think Kawakami wrote this like, surely Bob Fitzgerald wanted to fucking be the voice of the 49ers, right? Right. 
I mean, he's been buddy buddy. And again, I, I don't. Well, Bob wears me out a little bit on just when he gets too over the top. Which, in fairness to him, he's not much different than any other than most, I would say, local NBA guys. You want an unpop? You want to take John? Well, but let me just finish this. Okay. I, I, the couple times I've interacted with him, I've he's been very nice to me, so I have no ill will toward him. Same. You know, and clearly he's like, just certain people would ever think about him, like he can just call a game. Well, I, I think he's one of the better local NBA TV guys. Like, who's better, him play or Grant Napier? Uh, I, would you I think their Gra- styles are kind of similar. Uh, yeah, they are, and I think Grant. I I I'd I pro- I'd probably get some pushback on both of these guys, but I think Grant is one of the better local NBA guys too. I think sometimes like a, a local a local NBA guy can drive you nuts when they just Grant's a little different cuz his team has been shitty forever. I think that a lot of people that are even indifferent on Fitzgerald one way or the other would say they got so good and he still calls a game sometimes like they're the little engine that could. Like we're getting fucked. <laughs> like how are they not giving us that whistle? And it's just like, come on. I mean, he's in the league. And that's, to me, I, I that wears me out, the official stuff. But other than that, like, I don't mind. Wait, I mean, you get worn out by the official stuff? I get worn out by just talking about uh, it, though I think it, I just don't want to hear oh, it. God, like, I, it's familiar. clearly going on. You sound like me now. I get worn out by tearing about you, it, though you know, I, I think it is unacceptable and it cannot be tolerated. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we should say it all this, too. Uh, Gary Radnich was always awesome to us. As we're recording this, I think he's going live here. Relative, oh, really? <laughs> I know this. When's the last? Day? So when does this whole? Yeah, go ahead. It would be hard for me because he, he just takes shots normally, but to not kind of go scorch earth. I mean, just so he's going what? on. A, I, I'm with you. I feel like he always took. I mean, so what's well, his deal now? He's going on 11 a.m. I think 11 to 11 to one, and I think Tony Bruno's joining him for a large part. Of it. Like they. There's a good chance lines get crossed, right? I, I might have to tune into this because <laughs> there's a chance it doesn't actually get posted on any podcast form. Yeah, I mean, like Lund and Papa will cross some lines, but they still, in the back of their head, like especially John, probably a little more than Greg. Like I could see Tony and Gary. Like there is no such thing as a line today. Right. <laughs> what are they gonna do? Yeah. Now, Gary might, if there's a huge check coming, that he's got to keep quiet. Well, I did see that he tweeted about, you know, announcement on future. You know, there may be some other ways to keep him involved. Yeah, I I know that. uh, To to make sure the money comes. I mean, is it fair to say that of this area, Gary's kind of the Francesa of just the personality that was on the Yeah, I mean, he. Now, I will say, what I think of like being a kid listening in Davis, the sports talk. It was for me just because it, because of the timing. It was more Razor and Mister T. Yeah, I mean, I think they would be right in the mix. I mean, it'd be that'd be the group. It'd be Razor, Mister T, and Gary Radnich. Yeah. Would be when you think Bay Area Radio, they're yep. the guys. Yep. I even go to. I remember when I don't know how long he had a show, but he had a show for a while. Was uh, Rick Barry? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Didn't he? At, when we were like in college, didn't Rick Barry have like a midday show? I think. He and it was always that. like. He was kind of like Johnny Miller-ish, where he just he would just rip dudes. <laughs> it would just be like, it, I, I guess that, that 
it feels a little weird now. It was much more par for the course, like the '90s and or even early 2000s. Like former player, really angry, talk shit. You know, right, right. that's that's like kind of frowned upon now. Like, why can't we talk? Here, one thing that's kind of bothering me. Hmm. I saw you tweet this out earlier. No one can ever question anything anymore about like it's more NBA than the NFL. Like the NFL is still a war zone when it comes to like, God, that's a shitty contract. You're not really allowed to say that in the NBA anymore. It feels like with a, even a decent player. Like yesterday, Michael Jordan, one of the rumors was that Kemba could make up to 220. And Michael Jordan offered him 160. <laughs> yeah. The max that he can get from another team, though, is 140. So in Jordan's mind, like, I'm offering him $20 million more than he can get anywhere else. Right. I actually don't think that's absurd at all. Now, the absurd part is there's like, would Howie Roseman, of ever a guy that he wasn't willing to pay, or Belichick, not have just traded him last year when they weren't going to make the playoffs? Like, that's the dumb move. But to me, to act like the contract move and a classic, like all the former NBA players, the the younger version ones, like under 40, are all like, the disrespect. Get the fuck out of here. Kemp, they, off, they couldn't make the playoffs in the East. He offered him $160 million. If you want to call him a moron for keeping a player that he knew more than likely he could easily lose for nothing, that's stupid. No, no one would argue that. But to me, the contract offer is more than fair. The $160 million. Yeah, it's more money than anyone else can pay him. Yeah. So and, an, and an extra year of security. I'm with you. Now, where we fall on the, the you know, not trading him and all that stuff, but to me, they're black and white stuff, and I think we've jumped the shark, and this is what I appreciate about that old-school radio guy, Gary, Bruno. It'll be interesting to see how Greg maneuvers, you know, if the Niners kind of suck. Because uh, he kind of could say whatever he wanted about the Raiders, which was kind of unique. Wouldn't you say, wouldn't you imagine that if you pulled all the local voices that had radio shows, he would probably have been up there over the last 10 years of someone that could be pretty critical about a team? Yeah, but I would also say Greg did not, like, he didn't join the Niners family out of, like, some desperation. I think they've wanted him to be. No, 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 but, but I, you know, I'm just, my point is just like he has leverage there, I think, because they pursued him. But my, my point is the industry standard for these guys, even when you're super famous, is you're just you're not looking to pick fights with anyone. And yeah. you know that that can anger either players or management. It's a tough spot if you have a radio show. Yeah, well, the one thing I, I think for him is he's around a lot. Like he will be at practices, right? He will be he will be around. It's different in baseball. You're in the locker room every day. It's not quite the same in football, but he'll be around. I think a lot of times if you're around, a you it keeps you from going like beyond. You can be critical, but without going beyond the line, because you know I'm gonna have to show up and def- I might have to defend it. And I think if you're around, people respect that, and you get a little a little leash because he'll be around. And I think he's informed. He watches film, like his takes are. Well, the other thing is he will also be positive on even players that Lynch is like, "What is he talking about? This guy stinks." (laughs) But you see his feet. I I look forward to the conversations with Lynch that are just like very scheme specific, or with with Kyle that are extremely scheme specific. Now there is an elephant in the room. The reason he got fired from the Raiders was because he refused to support the interviewing of now the 49ers father who Al Davis, Greg Papa, who he considers a second father despised. And rumor has it, according to maybe court laws, that still owes him up to $250,000. Like there is this weird kind of curveball. It's a very wild dynamic. Cause they're at some point they'll be at the same practice. Won't they? 
Guy, I mean, how many? Did you see? Were, were you yeah. at practice, with Mike Shanahan? Did we yes. walk by him? Yes. Mike Shanahan is going to be. They are going to see each other at Raiders or at Niners practice one million percent in like three weeks. Like, well, what just, if what if Cambiar decided to broadcast live from like uh, Napa, outside the gates of a squeeze-in burger? My question: Does Mike Shanahan go on with Papa and what? Mike or Kyle? Mike. <sighs> I actually think now just got me thinking. Mike would not a terrible idea for a guest for me and you. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> I'm serious. Like I, 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 I heard someone say the other day, they're like, you know where the Packers fucked up? Did we talk about it, or I talk about it on three and out? I think we've talked about it a little bit. But did you see the, some of the stories about Aaron? And the audible thing with yes. yeah, we talked about that a little. So it's already gotten kind of weird. And I heard someone say, "Well, that's a pretty big indictment on like the Packers not realizing." Because in fairness to Lafleur, I read some quotes where he's just like, "The offense is kind of the offense," and that's why people like Matt Ryan. Remember we talked about Matt Ryan and Kyle Button heads because he's like, "Well, this is just how it works." There's, it's not really. Some just freedom of the quarterback. The play's the play, and if anything, there's like the one check. And and I think one of the problems is that already it's not even necessarily the offense. It's more that Aaron's like, who's this guy with a torn Achilles fucking telling me what to do? And Mike Shanahan might have been a better fit, even if the offense, but just could command a little respect from Aaron. Like, what's Aaron going to do? Like, scream at Mike Shanahan? That I started thinking, like, would Mike Shanahan, even at 65 years old, been a better hire than Matt LaFleur for Aaron Rodgers, given that all the chips are in the middle of the table on Aaron Rodgers? I mean, if the premise is correct that Aaron would listen to him or would be more likely to take instruction from him. But I think he won. Just you'd have to lean. He would be more likely. Now, would he? But he'd be more likely to give the guy, like, an open ear, right? I don't even blame Aaron for being like, are we even sure this guy knows what he's doing in LaFleur? Yeah, yeah. And now, do you lose a little credibility when you tear your Achilles playing horse? Because that's what it was. They were playing knockout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goes Not to show, ideal. John. Just, I, I just feel like there's a matter of time before I'm in a boot. I hope it's not true. I don't even play basketball anymore, but I felt a little soreness the other day. If you looked over at you were at a 49er uh, training camp practice, and you look over and you see Greg Papa and Mike Shanahan on the ground rolling around, are you pulling out your phone and recording? Even though the rules uh, be a ball playing, not allowed to record. Uh, here's the thing: I'm confident if I had the video that I would not post it. Now, would I film it just to make sure? Like, if you know, maybe if you're in the bathroom or you, you're going to miss it, or like, I want to be able to rewatch it for myself. I can say 100%. I would not share that video. I'm probably 60-40 that I would not shoot the video. I think it's likely. That I wouldn't film it, but I might, but I wouldn't share it if I did. You? I would struggle having the content and not sharing it with the world. <laughs> really? So I would probably just have to not film. Because <laughs> the people would want to see it. That, that would be immediate viral. I just, I just don't know if I could post that. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, if I didn't chance? know Greg, then maybe it'd be easier, but. I also think that they would get along, like if they started talking. That's the irony of the whole thing, right? <laughs> they would. If you tell me by about the end of training camp, they they become friends, and he's a weekly spot on their show. I believe. <laughs> and and it really they just together 
of trying to get money from the Raiders? <laughs> All right. Uh, some other stuff we want to get into here. Lakers, they've been a big story. Anthony Davis, what, massive. Uh, Kawhi, big. And so Anthony A is Have we wait- talked since Anthony Davis has been traded? Well, yeah, we have. Uh, we but I mean on a podcast? Yeah. I think so. Did we not? Maybe it wasn't official? Maybe, maybe, I thought maybe it happened. Right. I thought it yeah. happened. I could be wrong. Because it, it, it happened two weekends ago. Yeah, yeah. You're right. It happened on a weekend. Um, it happened on a Friday. Yeah, it happened on a Or like ago. a Saturday. Yeah. It was a Friday. Anyway, but we did talk about would he waive the $4 million. He's waiving the $4 million. And he's going to get number 23. New number. And, LeBron back to six. And they've got a max slot. Uh, Lakers well, are back Lakers, in business. Uh, I, this is what I think happened since you went to Hawaii. They started getting shit on for the date of the trade. Limited their ability to have more cap space. And it turned out that like people originally said that Palinka didn't know that detail. And then like the next day they realized they had to put Wagner and like the three other random guys that no one's ever heard of on the trading block to clear that extra space. They were able to pull it off. Now, granted... Because I've talked, I talked a lot of shit about Palenka. My mentions yesterday, once they cleared the space, were like, "You idiot!" Laker fans, aka the Kobe fans, are kind of feeling themselves right now. Don't totally blame them. You got Anthony Davis, you got LeBron. Some of these rumors. I mean, if they got Kawhi, I wouldn't be able to say anything. But they did just trade those three random dudes to a team in this June twenty seventh that does not have a GM. So again, they did it. Now, we'll see who they get. There are rumors that they might get Kawhi Leonard. If they get Kawhi Leonard, is Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard a better big three than Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and Klay Thompson? And even you could go Draymond and then Kuzma, too. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's really good, John. It's incredible. They would be the heavy favorite to win the championship, right? Yeah, and they're the new ruin the leagues. You know, like we've talked about it. We've gotten full. I I don't know if they get that treatment. I think it was more the Warriors getting that. Well, it was it was more about Kevin and the. You're right. It was about staff and the Warriors also, and it was about Kevin. Um, and look, we fully enjoyed the Warriors Kevin Durant era, but we also talked from the beginning how this isn't good necessarily for basketball, and I would feel the same way about this. And I feel comfortable saying that because we said it from the jump on the Warriors thing. Well, I, one thing I never had a problem with, and again, you you and I from the jump did not want Kevin to come here. Now, once he was here, I enjoyed watching him play, but I wanted him to stay in OKC. Like, this one's a little different because they, they traded for one guy. Kawhi already kind of had his mind going on in L.A. even before, like, LeBron got there. But the Warriors got absolutely shit on for, quote-unquote, ruining the league. This is now LeBron James' third swing at a super team. He's had two super teams. This would be a third. Even if they get, let's say they don't get Kawhi and they get like Kyrie or Jimmy Butler. Which like, would be hilarious, by the way. It'd be crazy, but if they get like a legitimate third guy, they, they got a squad, right? That's not really debatable. But this is, this is LeBron's third super team. So does he get treated again? Now, that, is he going Miami Heat 6? To kind of get the vitriol and the anger back, or is it just no? Because kind of I don't shoulder, or is he just doing Anthony Davis? I just saw someone say like this is a business move; they're going to sell more jerseys. I don't think he cares about the six like he used to. You just think that Anthony Davis 
like part of this was just to get Anthony Davis to come. Like Anthony Davis laid out, like here's what I want. What do you mean? I mean, yeah. You think LeBron just just giving him the number because that was part of the deal when they traded for him? Uh, I, I, see, I don't even know if it's quite like Anthony said, this is what I need. I just think LeBron... Trying to be a good teammate? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I don't know if that... I'm just, I'm just saying, I don't know if to LeBron... I wonder if LeBron feels the same way he did when he got to Miami about how badly he needs six championships. That's what I mean. Yeah, I don't think he thinks that. But um, I do think he's starting to think now. I get Anthony Davis. We keep Kuzma. We have a good free agency. We're in. The, we're winning a chip. Like his mindset, they're going to win a yeah, ring. I, well, if they got Kawhi and Anthony Davis, what would you say? What would you put the over under on the Lakers championship set? Well, I'd be shocked if they're not in the finals this year. Right. And who would be better than them? I mean, depending if you said they got Kawhi, that means yeah, if they got Kawhi and Anthony Davis, I, they'd win the championship this year. They, they should, probably should win the next couple. Yeah, they, he'd rattle off some. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it's kind of – I they'd don't be know like if it's three, all by – They'd be like the three seed every year, though, because these guys would play like 55 games. Which the beauty is you could have like – you could really – one of those guys could win you a bunch of games on a given night. Just one of them. Who, who would you pick in a series? Kuzma, LeBron, Kawhi, AD, and just some other role players – Let's say Kevin was still healthy, Clay, Draymond, Steph. And some and other role players. And as their role players. Yeah. It'd be I mean it'd be a coin flip. Yeah, I mean if the Lakers would be favored. I think you'd have to give them the nod. But the Warriors could score you know, the one thing the Warriors have is they can really score. And they can shoot threes. Right? So it would be Well, and 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 this is where LeBron I think is this is this is the benefit of LeBron. Their like, hardest guy to cover would be Anthony Davis. Like they don't have any answer for him. Yeah, but there's one. You know, there's one basketball, and that's the beauty of LeBron is he would play like the Warriors play. He would. Well, couldn't you argue right now? And this is the thing: when the Warriors made their super team, they didn't have to like their the core was there. Like the, the, the beside Kevin, like two through eight were set. At the time when Kevin showed up, right? They didn't just have three all-stars in Steph, Clay, and Draymond. They also had under contract two sweet role players at the time, Iguodala and Livingston. So it was like, fuck. <laughs> and then they had other then they had draft picks still. So and they ended up getting loony or whatever. But that's the thing with the Lakers. Would you be better off going LeBron, A D, Kuzma, and using that thirty two million to get like four guys like Beverly, uh Redick, Seth Curry, and like a big, and just have a team. Instead of obviously, if you get Kawhi, you get Kawhi. But I'm I'm saying anyone but Kawhi. Would you be better off doing it that way? Yeah, like I, like use Kyrie as an example, right? I'd rather have Beverly, uh, Austin Rivers, Seth Curry, and JJ Redick. And just be deep of just three-point shooters because you just – I don't know if I want guys. Seth and Austin, but one you of those guys saying. and somebody. You know, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. Beverly, uh, you know, just some sweet trade for like Capella. I, I don't know. I mean just yeah. – Jamal Crawford? You, you can do all sorts of shit. I feel like uh, Jamal Crawford's about to be retired. I know. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's, 
I'm excited about it. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm just... If they get Kawhi, the internet might break. Because the Laker fans would be super fired up, and everyone will be pissed off. Would you rather Kawhi be on the Clippers or the Raptors? Uh, the Clippers. Just because it's in the West? Yeah, I get to watch them a lot. Yeah. Because then I I think the four teams in the wet in the California we get sixteen games those are all pretty good right because now the Kings are on the come obviously the Lakers are really interesting you got Kawhi there a must watch I I get a four sixteen game round robin of those that are interesting games I do want the finals to be fun though yeah but I the only chance for that to happen or him staying if you say he stays and the Sixers resign Jimmy Butler you go okay we got some and the Celtics get Campbell Walker, and the Bucks just keep all their guys. To me, then the top four are still really good. Yeah, but if you tell me that Kawhi comes to the Clippers and the fucking Lakers get like Jimmy Butler, I mean, should the East just shut it down? Yeah, see, that's not what I want because those games are on TV. Like those teams are on tele. Like, I, like they exist. Hey, yeah, it's half not, the league. Hey, yeah, it's a problem for the league. Like this is a big I, size totally. mix. You know, they. I don't think they would mind if Kevin and Kyrie go to New York. Kawhi stays in Toronto, Jimmy Butler stays in, you know, Philly, and the Lakers just do probably more of a patchwork than steal another star, right? Yeah. Because yeah. they're going to be, mad, like, they're going to be huge already. Well, the, once they get Anthony Davis yeah. and they already got LeBron. The one thing I was thinking about the league, though, with the Warriors, if Kevin is surely leaving, which it sure feels like he's leaving, and Clay's out next year, they're not going to be as polarizing of a can't miss like they have been the last five years of the Dallas Cowboy TV ratings. So they need LeBron to have a good team and to be kind of that Dallas Cowboys for them, which he will be as long as they're like a top couple seed, right? Yeah. If the Warriors are going to disappear for a year, which it kind of feels like they are, you need the Lakers to be sweet. Because if the Lakers just – let's say the Lakers get Jimmy Butler. I'm just using him as a random arbitrary like Max guy but not Kawhi. To me, they're getting max slotted of all the national television games. You're going to get a lot of Lakers on TV next year. I mean, you do naturally, but you will get to the nth degree of what you possibly can, right? Mm-hmm. That squad. You probably they probably already are, but to me, they get a third star. They are they're the league's cash cow next year. League's just going to ride them. League's already going to ride them, but it'll be nothing but that and Space Jam ads. Yeah, I mean they're. they're and I, I, I say this with all sincerity. I don't like the Lakers. But I have no problem with the shady business practice that went down to get Anthony Davis paid on the side of that $4 million in Space Jam. Like, yeah, the Warriors did the same shit with Silicon Valley with all their guys, paying them on the side. So I, I don't blame the Hollywood elites for doing the same thing for LeBron because that's what happened. I also think they got Clay in the in What if movie. Space Jam never gets made? I, would you be shocked? I don't think it's a lock. Like LeBron it's just did, it's just a it's just a cover up for free agency. I could completely believe that. Cuz someone said the other day like everyone understands. Just picture yourself like this and make whatever the number is relative to you. Let's say Middlecoff, Haberman, we're just going to send you you're going to go on another platform and we're just going to send you a check each. I guess 4 million to Anthony Davis was like hundreds of million dollars. It'd be like $40,000 each. You just get a check. Just a free, you're just moving platforms. Nothing changes, really. You just get a free check for $40,000. But it's a kicker. You know, whatever. It impacts, you know, the producer you can hire or whatever. And you just say, no, I'm good. 
Like how's he? He just turned down a free check, just a free four million dollars. Right. That's all a trade kicker is. If you get traded, you get free money. And he just said no. <laughs> like that is insane. Because Rosillo and Simmons did a podcast yesterday. Kyrie did the same thing when he got traded to the Celtics. Right. But the difference was if he did not waive his no trade kicker because the finance it, he, it, the deal it, wouldn't happen. It was not a feasible deal. Yeah. Where this one was, the deal happened either way. It was just, are you going to give them more cash? Well, and the irony is, like, he's going to Team LeBron, never take a pay cut, never save a billionaire money, right? Yes. That's why they use another billionaire in Hollywood, probably, to get them more money on the side to make it up, which I am for. That's the way the world works. This one, the, the great part about LeBron, to me, he's a little like Radnich. He doesn't give a fuck, like Howard Stern or Tony Bruno. Like, literally does not give a shit. Everyone knows we're all tweeting about it, and no one even cares. Like, we all know how Anthony Davis is getting supplemented. It's not, And it's not even weird. Right? I yeah, mean, but, it- but, but I would argue even if there was not some little payment on the side for him, there would be an argument to be made, like, hey, man. You, you, we will make you this money up some other way. Like in the end, you giving up four million dollars is bad business for you, the individual. But you won't miss the four million bucks, and we'll be a much better basketball team, and you'll have a chance to win a championship because we could get Kawhi or Kyrie or Kemba. But, but, but my thing is, most of these guys, and like you said a minute ago, the clutch motto that that is the opposite yeah, of the way you do it. No doubt, but that's the motto unless. Like, it's the motto for LeBron, and it's Clutch's motto for Anthony. Unless LeBron needs Anthony, and now that's not the motto for Anthony anymore, right? Like, the King's needs come ahead of the well, captain's because needs. because this gets me back to last year. Imagine instead of signing $160 million for Chris Paul, you had signed $125 million, basically giving your team like 6 or $7 million, like an extra sweet role player every year. And you're like we can make we might win a couple championships. You're gonna make this up and just you're gonna become a fucking legend, right? You would have easily made that money up the 15 million dollars over a four year period. Let's say, or I guess 160. Let's say it was 130. So it's 30 million dollars. So it's like eight million dollars a you know a, a year basically shave off. Or let's say six or seven. But that's gonna get us the next sweet player. You know we're gonna go out and get them, and we're gonna win chips. Yeah. Like th- these guys, I get, I do get though John how you're a player looking at it like, wait a second. We won a championship. I get a ring, the owner gets a ring, but the difference is the owner makes as much money as he possibly can make and I don't. And I I do see how that would make some guys crazy. Yeah, but my thing would be, okay, Chris, if we give you this 160 million dollars, it is going to inhibit our ability to win championships. More than likely we're not going to be able to win championships. Right. Now you become the most untradeable. And my only thing is, when you have that much money, I, I totally get if that's your only contract. Like it happens in the NFL. For for all these guys, like Kemba and his big max, he has been max before. Like after his fourth year, like this is his third contract. I bet Kemba's second contract was like fifty million dollars. So yeah, it was under market value. Guys, a the guy's already worth $80 million. So wh- whoever pays him, he's going to be worth a couple hundred million dollars. You know, the, the, we're not talking like, 
you know, he was an offensive guard. He was a he was a swing guy for Belichick. He just had to take the seven guaranteed cash. I'm like, okay, I get it. Took seven million dollars. Were these guys the minimum contracts for? You know what? We did this with Steph forever. He took that under market deal. We talk about it like he was making two million dollars a year. He was making a fucking eleven million dollars a year for four years. Big time underpaid. But I mean, living like a goddamn elite. Hey, by the way, did you see his new uh, Under Armour golf shoes? Steph's? Yeah. The Steph Curry know. line of Under Armour golf apparel. They look like Jordan's? They look like his basket, his low basketball shoes, but they're, you know, like spikeless golf shoes. It's hard. To, there's not that many photos of them. On Twitter? Yeah. And I, uh, I saw on Twitter, like, maybe Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, because I'm in the I'm in the market for a pair of spikeless golf shoes, John. And the question is, do I wait for the staffs to come out because they look pretty sweet? The all black ones. Uh yeah, it's not like all black. They kind of look like a sock liner, laces on the exterior. Yeah, they're pretty sweet. Right. What do you think about his uh, floral his... print golf shirt? No, the the one that. Oh, the three thing. Yeah, I like uh, what's that. his name. The Wrigley Field. You see the Wrigley Field, they ban you if you do that. Though. Yeah, the the OK sign. I, I did. I did yeah. wonder at Wrigley. Like, did, did nobody did nobody play that game as a kid? Did nobody explain? You that? agree? Well, you I don't know. I don't know anything about the guy. But I'd inter- I'd interview the guy. I'd be like, hey man, are you a white supremacist or a guy trying to do the little game where you make people look at your OK sign? Which one is it? Or you well, just, a, imagine, or you just like a three point shooter? Ninety nine percent of people we always see, it's just fucking around. You know, <laughs> it's not. Everyone does it. I mean, the well, whole I just, NBA does it, it. To me, it'd be pretty simple, John. I feel pretty good about my interrogation skills as a non-interrogator. Be like, hey, man, what's your deal? <laughs> well, Theo refused to do that. He just I know. They didn't talk to him. Booted him out. And since then, like, Steph has a hat line based on it. Like, everyone does. But like, I think it's, the yeah, it's, it's it. the hat line the, the look, with a hat. Yeah, uh, whatever. It's the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, I think maybe his, did he hold it upside down or something? I don't. When I play the game, when I used to play the game, I'd always do it like upside down. Not right, you know what I mean? Like you hit a three, you go three fingers. The the fingers are pointed up. When you play the game, where you people got to put their finger through the hole, or else you get to punch them. I always did it like three fingers down. But I think most people are doing this. Oh, they with the game. Even yeah, with the game, like the three fingers up, like that's what the guy got banned at Wrigley. I don't no. think it's. I've never seen that. people go three three fingers up with that game. I thought it was always upside down. Well, but I think it's just become like. That's where I don't know. See, that's where I'd have to do the research. This is like, see, this is the funny thing. It's like, like anything, you have to stake your claim and may have your take. No research. I would just ask the guy, like, what's your deal, bro? You're, you're right. The guy with Wrigley went hands down. Which I think that might also be the, the underground uh, Reddit symbol. Okay. But, but I don't know. Again, I. I don't know that was one of those where everyone's like, "This is if you've been on Twitter in the last year, you know what this means." I'm like, ah, okay. Yeah, I read an article. There was like 4,500 members in America, oh, and I like know. the KKK. I mean, it's just <laughs> you just you think on Twitter like this shit is just running rampant. It's like there's fucking how many people live in America? 350 million. Uh, you almost mentioned Clay earlier, but before we get to Clay, let's tell the people about Sleep Number John. Sure, they appreciated that lead-in. Uh, maybe you've considered a sleep number bed, but thought you couldn't afford one. But can you really afford another restless night's sleep? There's never been a better time to save on proven quality sleep. Uh, right now, the Queen 360 smart beds 
start at only nine ninety nine. How do you beat it, guy? Because so many couples disagree on mattress firmness. The Sleep Number 360 smart beds let you choose your ideal firmness on each side. That's the key, guy. Because I know you, you like to sleep on uh, hardwood. Yep, Bruce Lee. Your wife likes to sleep on a nice poofy bed. I'm somewhere in the middle. Sleep Number has been ranked number one in customer satisfaction with mattress by J.D. Power. For 2018 award information, visit JDPower.com. But here's the thing, guy. Come in during the lowest prices. Of the season uh, sale. Of the yeah. season sale, where a Queen Sleep Number 360 C4 Smart Bed is now $12.99. You're saving $400. Only a limited time, guy. Only a limited time. You'll find Sleep Number at any one of the 575 Sleep Number stores nationwide. To find the one nearest you, just go to sleepnumber.com slash ham. Woo! I think when I was sleeping at the uh, on vacation, I had a dream about a Sleep Number bed. You guys have a good bed at the vacation? It was solid. It was solid, yeah. It was comfy. Uh, all right, Clay Thompson, John. Torn ACL. God, heard about that. Would you – we've talked about this a lot. The moment comes for John Middlecoff to offer Clay Thompson a contract. Do you offer him the max? Yeah, I mean, you give him the full max at the moment. What I think is a little different, and it's been pretty clear, Clay is like, I'm coming back. Steph Curry, same thing. I'm coming back. It never even came out. Like, if you even mess with him, I'm going to take meetings with X. Yeah. Clay's people have made it pretty clear. If you even give us one penny less, we'll be at the Beverly Hills Hotel meeting with both. You're Ballmer talking about the, what Woj said on TV the other day. Yeah, I will meet with the Clippers and the Lakers if we get one penny less. Now, here's the thing. When he says one penny less, does he mean the Warriors set a – I wouldn't say a precedent because every player in the NBA is so different. And even LeBron, right, with the Lakers didn't get a no-trade clause. I think the no-trade clause with players is really more of an outlier. Remember, Carmelo had one. It was like, why did they give him that? So, But what if Clay goes, because I'd imagine the Lakers would immediately give him whatever he wanted. If Clay Thompson called Polinka right now, said, I'm interested, he'd be like, well, what do you want, right? Any contingency, it's like buying a home. The buyer or seller have most power of the contingencies. Clay Thompson would have all the power. So would they give Clay Thompson a no trade clause with the Warriors if that's what he wanted? Or is he cool with just not getting one like Steph? And the only reason I even bring this up is because he not only has the two teams, the two two of their rivals, right, right down the street, have space and would obviously want him, plus the one's his dad and the other is partially run by arguably his biggest fan in Jerry West. So you just, I don't know. I mean, if clay wanted to, and he's arguably the least complicated guy in a drama intensive league, he could make it a little interesting for Joe and Bob. Right. Like Bob I just got a contract extension, by the way today. Mm-hmm. He got paid. Like, do you expect him to have a different deal than Steph? Or would you imagine the same deal? I imagine the same deal. Yeah. Now, I, I like. I think if you off, offer him the maximum money, then it's fair to negotiate on other stuff. Like, I don't think you're being offensive by negotiating other points of the deal, provided you've offered him the maximum contract. Yeah, I'd agree there. Which I think they're going to do. I'd be a little surprised. Is it Sunday night or or Saturday night? 
whenever the night, maybe it's Sunday at like six, when you can officially sign if he is not taken care of. Because he clearly wants to be here. Like NBA, what, can we do it like Monday at noon? Why has it got to be Sunday night at six? I, stupid. I've, I'm watching America's Funniest Home Videos that time. <laughs> no, you know what I'm watching is, is uh, you know what I'm watching. The, the dad on Little Big Lies, or Pretty Little Lies, or what is it called? Little Big Little Lies? Yeah. The, the guy who's in an under investigation for insider trading is my favorite character in the whole show. I need more yeah, of him, John. Yeah, he he's incredible. The dude uh, who was in uh, Ben Wyatt from Parks and Rec. Ste- yeah, yeah Step Brothers. Yeah, he, he's, he's he's. I need more unreal. of him. Uh, Reese's ex husband, who's married uh, Will Smith's ex girlfriend from uh, Fresh Prince, is pretty awesome. The the dads are I because I find the show like. I like Nicole Kidman, mainly because I just think she's kind of sexy. The, the girl drama doesn't do it as much for me as a as a viewer, but the men have kept me in the show. I need more of the school principal. Did Did you see the latest episode? <laughs> yeah, I watched it uh, Thursday night. When uh, When Reese is losing her shit at the deal, yeah. and that one dad who's just a random character starts filming, I died laughing. That was, that's one of my favorite scenes in the show so far. He starts filming. Uh, I, I, uh, back to- I, I, I'm at the point where I, I think the show, by this is what usually a powerful show, they usually don't jump the shark to like four. I feel like they've already kind of like being pretty extreme already. With the mother, with the... Uh- is that what's her, uh, what's her name? Yeah, you think she's a little much? I mean, she's one of the most famous actors ever. What the hell's her name? Uh, Sue Bird. What? What? What is? Uh, seriously, what is? Uh, I don't know. I don't know anybody's name except for we're getting killed on Twitter right now for this. Well, well, I mean, it's Meryl Streep. I just googled famous actors. Uh, is yeah, it Meryl, Meryl Streep. Streep. Yeah. yeah, legend, John. She I mean, is, I think and she's, she's great she's in the show. She's widely considered as like one of the best female actors in the history of America, yeah, right? Absolutely. I think her and um, I'm not saying she's not good. I just no, think no, her I know. Is a little over the top. I think her and uh, 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 Baron, uh, what's her name? Um, Laura, is it Laura uh, Dern? Is Baron that Dern. I don't know who you're talking about. That's the wife in the show of the dude who's going to jail laura dern she's phenomenal too yeah she's good when she lost it on the doctor <laughs> after their kid good. had an anxiety attack <laughs> that was pretty good she's losing she she's actually she's she might my, be the star of the show she's my favorite mom <laughs> uh anyway Reese, so, Reese is probably the most relatable her hair the, the thing with clay i think is like i wonder if it wasn't clay like I, I think part of Clay's thought process, right, has to be Steph doesn't have the no trade. I don't need the no trade, right? I don't know if every guy would think that way. Yeah, I don't think he. To me, it doesn't even matter. It's just about like. But I mean, if Steph had a no trade, then maybe it'd be a different conversation. But Steph doesn't have one. I would agree, but in a weird way, it almost feels like Clay has a little more leverage in the sense that the two teams that like, because it was never even a question Steph was going to leave. Like, you just pay him, he's staying. It was an easy one. And he didn't even fight for the no-trade stuff because, like, the Lakers and the Clippers would give him whatever he wanted. You'd get opt-outs every five months, you know? They, they would just do 
just feels like he has more leverage if he is open to like it's not just about the money. And right now on the outside, it feels like it's just about the money, but we'll see. Do you think he has more leverage because he is not as good as Steph and so you could make the case he would be tradable at some point in time? I, I just think any NBA player in the history of the sport, I mean, guys just get dealt, especially as you get older. I mean, why would you not want that if you can get it? And if I go back to the Carmelo situation. The one part where he did have some leverage is like, remember that year where Carmelo re-signed with Phil Jackson? I think the Bulls, there were a couple teams, definitely the Bulls, really wanted him. So we just had a little juice. And Carmelo is, the difference between Carmelo and Clay, like Carmelo is rather the LeBron school, like, fuck the man, fuck the man, fuck the man. Like, I don't think Clay's thinking like that. But the agents think like that in terms of like, we just... We kind of got them in a tough spot, especially once they start reeling when I would imagine over the next 48 hours it gets announced like Kevin Durant is – I mean it's already started, but it's – I mean it's basically clear he's not coming back right now. We just don't really know where he's going, one of these two teams in New York. Once we get to the point where it's like he is going to the Knicks on like Saturday night or Sunday morning – the Warriors really, I mean, Clay, Clay's already their priority because I think they know that, but then at 100%, you cannot screw that up, yeah. right? Yep. Now, Clay is a little unique. Like, let's say the Lakers. If he told the Lakers I'm in, would they rather have Kawhi or Clay? Kawhi. Any other player beside Kawhi, you'd say they'd probably rather have Clay, right? Just the fit. Yeah, I mean, like Clay, it, I don't think, and you don't think it's a big deal, but he does have a torn ACL right now. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, would you rather have Kyrie Irving or Clay Thompson? I'd rather have Clay. What do you think they? I, I think they would rather have Clay, right? I'd probably rather have Clay too. But like Clay, there is a chance that he can't play next year. Everyone's like, he's coming back March. Like, let's. Come on, there, there's a decent chance he does not play next year. And for the health of Clay, this is where I keep getting back to. Why would who in their right mind would push him to come back? I would just not even let him play next year. Twitter, the Warriors trading staff. They're getting a bit. Well, you see, Andre didn't help that out. Yeah, he claimed that he had a fracture. Right, but did I he heard know? Steve with Cal- I heard with Steve Cal- Yeah. So if he knew, then what difference does it make? Well, because they kept telling everyone it was a bone bruise. And then I heard Steve with Kawakami was like, well, a deep bone bruise is technically a spider fracture. So we're going to get in semantics here. Like, everyone knew what was going on. To me, if the the player knows, like, people again. Everyone knows. But I'm just saying, like, what the team says in a release, if the player knows. Like, people think players, like, sit in a dark room waiting for the team to tell them what to do. Like, all these guys get second opinions. They all... They all have people who are paid by them to make decisions in their best interest and to help them. I think the problem with like this guy, and this is what Andre brought up, he's like the pressure that you start getting with the yeah, media, I thought that was with a good point. teammates. I, that's with fair. Just, and it's like, well, you know, welcome to the big leagues. I it's mean, fair. you get paid I, I 18, he, 20, 25 million dollars. Just pressure. I mean, it's just life. I didn't it's think he was, life. and I didn't think he was wanted about it. I thought, like you said, he, everyone. He's like, I get it. Everyone's asking. Everyone's like, Katie, how you feeling today? The like his teammates. I understand it. I thought that was a fair point. Yeah, I agree. That's why we but, need Twitter doctors to explain to us what's going on. 
Well, Juicy Steve told Kawakami that we had three different people. We had our doctors, we had the second opinion guy, and we had Kevin's special guy. He said they were all on the same fucking page. So I, I, you want us to get a tenth guy? Did you see the other thing that Andre said that I thought somebody, oh, me said this. It's possible that his Achilles just popped with no relation to his calf. He, who, who did you tell that to? I thought that was part of the same interview. Like, it was possible that the Achilles just went and had uh, nothing to do with that. Well, he, he did so many interviews. I, couldn't I thought that up. was part of the radio interview that he did. With the Breakfast Club? Yeah. You watch the Breakfast Club every morning? <laughs> every day. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, hey, guy. You know what happens sometimes when you play basketball? You tear your Achilles. Like, it's not, it's not that absurd of an injury. It's happened... I mean, countless times to star players in the last five years, right? Kobe, Boogie, Durant. Like it, it happens. It's not like, you know, what's crazy, guy? He had a turn. He had a hurt his calf, and he's the first Achilles injury in the history of the NBA. This has to be, you know, that's not the case here. He just tore his Achilles. I don't think we talk enough about how freaky Clay's injury was. Well, I mean, to me, he's gone. He's done that same exact thing a million times because he doesn't get off the ground that much, and he comes. He hauls just ass so on the break. So many NBA plays are just at a million miles an hour because you're where you have to land and stop. Yeah, I, I've always been of the camp that I think the most shocking thing in the NBA that they do not have more Gordon Hayward type injuries. I know, or just how high everyone's jumping. How many or, or how the, many feet are on the ground? Same kind of walk. freakiness. The Paul George right there into the stanchion, you know that whole thing. The the Kawhi ankle roll, like more of those don't break. Mm-hmm. And I think it speaks to if you and I were just casual people, played as much basketball, like you legitimately played three or four times a week, like NBA players do, like and games, you know, like hard games at the rec. You would there just be a lot of injuries because right. you're not taping up your leg, like, and you're just jumping. Even if you're not jumping that high, that's the other thing. So we, you get hurt playing pickup hoops, and most humans can't jump more than ten inches. <laughs> you know, you think you're jumping. A well, lot and also you you're not playing as hard. Like the harder you play, the more tired you get, the more susceptible your body gets. Right now, you I, are in worse shape. So I think it's insane that there are more Paul George, uh, Gordon Hayward type injuries. Like to me, it's crazy there aren't. I don't know, eight to ten a year. Seriously, just broken ankles. Well, the Who, speed at which they're playing is just, and the the force on their bodies, right? The the dude from the Trailblazers had one this year. Nurkic, his ankle or his leg shat, shattered, snapped. That's why I retired. I just bound a snap. You uh, you want to talk about uh, Tyreek Hill? Or yeah, his extension coming. That's what it looks like. I mean, pretty wild given where we were with him. That it looked like, like, is this guy going to get banned from football? And now, what? Four-game suspension max? Who? Somebody reported that. Who are you? You told me somebody reported that, I think. I saw um, on Rotor World that the Chiefs expected to be no longer in four games. And then they'll work on extension. So, oh, uh, Yahoo reported it. Okay. Here's the thing, and I've been saying this from the jump. If he did it, he's a criminal. He should go to jail. But if he didn't, this is kind of – I mean it's a much serious topic than Kevin's injury. But I think like Kevin's injury, Twitter just assumed the Warriors fucked him. 
like everyone just assumes. I think this is the scary part about society. We assume guilt now. And that's the problem like with this movement of the moment anyone claims something, you're guilty if you're a guy. Well, yeah, I mean, this is – I don't think it's new, right? Like the Salem – I think people just jump to conclusions in general. But now Twitter, they're – Things move a lot well, yeah. faster. I'm not disagreeing I, with you. I, I just you just I'm made just me think of with, you just made me think of like the Salem witch trials for some reason when you said that. I'm just saying, like with pro athletes, when something of anything domestically happens, we assume immediately he hit her. He did it. We've seen it now. We've had a couple front row. We had a front row seat for Ruben. You and I did Tyree Kill thing. Not living in it day by day quite as much, but know a lot of people that are there. I, I don't, no one was there except these two that know truly what happened. I, it's not, you're not a hero by saying like, he's a scumbag if he did it. No shit. Like, you're not a hero if you're like, racism, racism is bad. Like, yeah, everyone thinks that, you know, but Tyreek Hill, if no one, if, if the police don't think he did it, they're not charging him. If Tyreek is saying he didn't do it. Now, part of this is, which makes this one a little complicated. He has, a, he's had done something in the past, Right. And also, he, let me. Could I just amend? Because I think I know what you mean, but I should say like the police not the police not being able to prove somebody did something sometimes is different than not believing they did it. I don't yeah, know, but I, I don't know what they believe. But you know what I mean? Because I'm not sure. I read the details. I'm not sure what to believe. Does that make well, sense? Well, they're not charging either one, right? Yeah. So who broke the kid's arm? Did he fall off the chair? I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I don't know what they believe. Well, that, that's where I, I think this situation is, like, hard for me to, like, can I call him a scumbag? What if he didn't do it? That, that's where I, I struggle with these situations now. Like, what if he didn't do it? Like, when Greg Hardy got popped, the, the affidavit or whatever, again, I'm probably getting my legal terms wrong. We knew for a fact that he beat her up and he threw her on that bed with all those guns. Like, we had the information. With this one, with Ruben... Was Zeke last year? I don't know. Well, I know for Ruben because the girl admitted she lied. Was Zeke, remember that one was like a he said, she said. That one got a little weird. This one, I just, now again, I follow a lot of Raider people. She's like, woman beater. Yeah, he did back in the past. I don't know if he did it here. I just, I don't know. And if the league doesn't know, it's where an interesting precedent, like, they clearly, like the Ruben, the latest situation, it was clear she lied again. So they're like, we're going to nail you. With a two-game, no-game checks, but we're not going to suspend you because it's kind of clear she probably made it up again. But your he- negative headlines, we're going we're gonna to hold you accountable. Yeah, it is a weird line they walk where it's like, we're going to punish you for something. We don't even know if there's anything to punish you for, but just for making us do this and dragging our shield through the mud, you're going to get in trouble. And hopefully you stop acting. Hopefully you stop putting yourself in these situations. Right. So I, I think... Here's where it gets interesting for the league. If the league, who just met with him yesterday, I saw like Schefter tweeted for like eight hours. They met from like 8.30 to 4.30. If they come away from that meeting thinking, well, he's telling the truth, do you still have to suspend him? You would say based on precedent, he probably gets still. I would say you don't have – I would say that I would expect them to suspend him even if they think he's telling the truth, but just not for that long, but for a why are you in this situation – You've been in trouble before. Yeah. Hopefully you punishing you makes you not be in the situation again. I don't Well is there is there any chance that he gets the uh he gets the Ruben the Foster? Ruben could, yeah. 
you know. I, I, I just think these situations are complicated and they become so black and white on Twitter. And yeah. it's just well, I agree with that. But, but I mean, as it relates to them, like, they can – can they comfortably extend him? I mean, I, like, if they cut him, he'd get signed in a heartbeat. This is the part I always laugh about. It's like when he's your player, you have to cut him. But somebody else can sign him. Well, that's uh, my, my whole entire like this. He would not just it. disappear. Like Ray, he wouldn't get Ray Rice. No one signing him. No, it's different. Ray wasn't as guy, good anymore could, either. But you you could make the argument, like a legitimate argument. He's the best offensive non quarterback in the league and best non quarterback overall in the league. He's easily in the top five. Him, AB, Khalil Mack, Aaron Donald. Like that's probably the four. I don't know who the fifth is, but. That'd probably be up for debate, but he's he's right there. Yeah, I mean, and even probably more than Antonio. Like Antonio's more just kicking your ass all game. This guy is just an unstoppable force. Like Antonio's just running rounds, doing sweet shit. But it's more like Jerry Rice. Yeah, we've gone from he won't be on the team to he's gonna get that extension, right? Uh, like, I at this point, what would su- gonna... let me let me rephrase this? What would surprise you more, him getting extended or him getting? Cut. If he if he got suspended ten games, I would be shocked if they extended him. Right, I because agree. that the league then's kind of saying if he gets an eight game suspension, I'd be shocked with an extension. If he got a two gamer, I could see it. But couldn't you just like if I'm just going to play I this think thing that out? A, you get suspended eight games, you sign him an extension. That's a pretty bad look because the league's kind of acknowledging like something probably happened. So what transpires though? You just keep him around and then you sign him when he's eligible again. Well, he. Because he was a mid-round pick, this is last year of his deal. So, will you get a franchise him? Maybe. So, yeah. You Maybe you just have bit. an agreement like, hey, man, you'll be suspended eight games. We will put you on the field after the eight-game suspension's up. And in the offseason, we're going to do a contract, and you're going to sign with us because we had your back this whole time. But you, we know that's not how it works. No, but... I do think they, if they felt comfortable resigning him, I think there is a likelihood that they'd be more comfortable than most teams. Like even though I say you cut him, someone's going to sign him, but they might be more willing to give him the most money than somebody else would, if they believe him, which it sounds like they might. Well, they clearly believe him because they're letting him back here in a couple weeks. He's he's going to start training camp with the team. Like they been... have a better read on him than anyone else does. Yeah, I, I just. And I'll add this, John. They have the most leverage within their organization to take a chance. But, guy, my point is that you can't – the risk of being like, hey, we'll do this handshake, wink, wink deal, and you'll just re-sign with us doesn't usually work. In oh, football. you're saying like if you're going to do – if you're going to try – you need to sign him before he's unsuspended well, if it's well, a half-season suspension. What you do is you probably just franchise him and then work out the deal then. Yeah. But then he'd have some leverage. Right, because he goes, well, you like me this much to franchise me, because I th- I'm sure they what they would love to do is get him for like twenty million dollars guarantee or something, right, you know, like a right. low flyer, but maybe give you we'll give you like nineteen a year, but the guaranteed money's nothing. We just do a deal where the, I think what ends up then happening is you do a deal where the money's probably what it would otherwise be, but you. Just, I think this, if he does I, anything I, wrong, you can get away from him with no financial penalty. I think it's impossible to do a deal before you know the suspension. And then depending on what the suspension is, the deal gets very complicated. Because I do think if it's an 8-10 to 10 game suspension and you extend them, it's not a great look. No. It's pretty bad look. But like, you, what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. No, but, but even, even as someone who argues that, that one's, that's pretty 
That's dicey. Like eight game suspension, and then I give you fifty million dollars. Because to me, the two game suspension, it comes out. He's getting suspended again for drawing bad headlines. But that's that's the precedent that Rogers set. Even though it's kind of stupid when you say it out loud. So you think the guy's innocent, but you suspended him. But you have to because you've suspended all these other people. I'd be I'd be shell shocked if he's not suspended, right? Including two games. No, I mean I'd say two to four. Yeah, which if that's I, what it I, is, I'd expect four. Because the Ruben one, it was like, oh, it was clear she lied again. People kind of felt bad for him, even the even the progressive crazy uh, media people even kind of had to wear that one on the chin. This one is not quite as black and white for us on the outside. The Ruben one was pretty clear. In the end, it was clear. Yeah, but I'm saying why he got, like, yeah, we're not even going to suspend you. Because even the media, like, the media couldn't take, like, they let him off easy. For what? This one, the, the information is like, well, how did the kid break his arm? That's still what we don't quite know. Right. You don't think he did it? You don't think she did it? Did the boogeyman do it? Did he fall? Like, my cousin Kenny's, I remember Jack when he was really young, like a year old, maybe not even. He was like, we're playing on a bed. I think sometimes you don't realize, like, you know, if he's, like, playing a game where he runs at you and he bounces off you or whatever, they just can fly, kind of. <laughs> and he just fell off the bed, which, again, a bed, like, a dog jumps on a bed. It's not very high, but when you're one or one years old or two years old or whatever. I did it when I was, like, three or four off a couch. Yeah, he broke his collarbone. And, again, it was a pretty innocuous fall. But yep. all of a sudden, Jack starts crying. He's like, something hurts. And you just know something's not right. Shattered my elbow at the aquarium, John. What'd you do? Fall off a Jump, bench? Jumping off a couch. Yeah, like a bench or a couch. At an aquarium? Mm-hmm. Trying to get in with the fish? I was just not paying attention to the aquarium. I just feel like, you know, you gotta, I wasn't partaking in the fish. I was jumping off a couch. Do you know what I saw that you Instagrammed about the uh, the paper straw? Yeah. You got you have a lot of experience with paper straws in the city, right? Is everyone using paper straws in the city? Uh, I've got. You feel like you use them at all? Yeah, I do feel like I use them some. Yeah, they're now. I did read the stat: five hundred million plastic straws get thrown away a day in the United States. Uh, but so you just recycle them and reuse them. Um, the problem is that the doesn't really happen. Yeah, but but what I've been told by Alyssa is that there's a bunch of alternatives. Like you could do compostable straws. They make straws that are like plastic straws out of corn that are that you don't know the difference between plastic and the corn straw, but it it's much better for the environment. But paper straws are not the answer. And there is somebody out there right now who's got a yacht named Paper Straw who's making a lot of money off this shit. It's not a usable product. Well, that, like, that's I'm sorry. Thing, like, it's, it's, it, it does not work. There are alternatives to things that that are wasteful, which I'm worth, which are worth exploring. Like 500 million straws getting thrown away a day. We can all agree that is a bad use of of that's just bad. But we didn't find a solution. Stop acting like paper straws are the solution. They're not the. I need three of them to get through one slushy. Well, to me, it's not. But it's not even a slushy. You can get like a coffee, an iced coffee. If you don't drink it at rapid speed, it's done. Like. If shoes were bad for the environment, and we're like, okay, we got to change shoes, like the rubber is bad. Well, if you give me a product to put on my feet that after 50 steps. Paper, shoe, then, paper shoes, John. 
I'm then walking on my feet. It does not work. So the paper straw, yeah, better for the fucking environment, but the straw does not work. I can't drink my drink. So we have to, the first time I ever experienced it, I was kind of easing an iced coffee. I just, maybe I didn't pay attention. I, I realized, oh, I went back for it like 10 minutes later, one of those, and it didn't work. I, nothing came up because it obviously, what does paper do in water? It melts and it just gets destroyed. Like you need the texture of a straw to stay consistent the entire time you drink something. And I tweeted this out and people freak. Middle cop, you hate the environment. No, I full, I get and I watched the Dem debate and they're all – the number one thing they were talking about was the environment. And I think that most people actually – that's polling, but I don't think most people are talking about that. But I guess they, they clearly think that is. Maybe I'm out of the loop. I understand the environment is a topic. But again, it just does not – the functionality of the paper straw is of on a 1 to 10 scale to me is a 1. And I'm only giving it a 1 because for the first like five sips, it works. But after that, yeah, it's done. Yeah, it's all. Just like, uh, we need an alternative to plastic straws. Fine. But don't act like we found the solution here because we didn't. Yeah, paper it, straws it, ain't it. That's the way to put it. There is no solution that is yet to be found. And, and there's somebody who has scammed or scammed everybody. Somebody's rich off paper straws. That's the part that pissed me off. Well, Somebody you, is rich off paper straws. Paper guy, because if you're him, you're probably selling less and less. You think paper Dunder? You think Dunder? You think Dunder Mifflin? Yeah, whoever the main paper company is, you just realize we can make a bunch of money the, off this. The paper this. lobby is found. It's it's all based on money, you know, all this shit. Well, yeah, that I know. I'm just saying, like, somebody is rich off this fake solution. I know. Well, they, I would imagine they loved when the bill got passed, that you get tax breaks or whatever, so you got to buy his paper straws, and he got to deal with Gavin Newsom or Jerry, I almost called him Jerry Lee Lewis, whatever uh, whatever our former mayor's name was, or governor. Uh, yeah, I mean, someone just made a killing. <laughs> Thank God Starbucks doesn't I just want to know who that. that is. Well, fuck, he's, I mean, he's so far gone, he's probably uh, on his three-month vacation right now. He's got a Tesla, the license plate is P-P-R-S-T-R-W. Uh, do you even, do you view Tesla as a luxury car? Well, I mean, the high-end Tesla base price is like 85000 so yeah. Now, the, does... the other ones that came out are like 30000 Yeah, but I guess you could argue that Mercedes has a low end, right? Yeah, there's a 30, you can get a thirty thousand dollar Mercedes. I do think it devalues the brand a little bit when you do it, but he'd probably tell you we had to start making some money in theory. So you got to be able to sell it to other consumers, right? Because I, I don't necessarily just because once they do that, once you start selling a car for thirty thousand dollars, I know you use just the elite of the elite anymore. But I also think there's a difference between they are selling a technology at that price point that a lot of people aren't selling. Like the thirty thousand dollar Mercedes is just a, a Mercedes logo with like. You know, less like it's not as have you been in one? Like it's not the same. No, it sucks. So now I haven't been in the thirty thousand dollar Tesla either, but But you're still getting problems. I know Elias bought like three and exported them. The nice ones or the thirty thousand dollar ones? The thirty thousand dollar ones. Oh no, you know what he did? I think he he sold his place in line. Because I think remember you had to put like fifteen thousand dollars down like three years ago. Did you like did you see any tests so in like Hawaii? Are they over there? I, I, yeah, I saw two or three. I did see charging stations. I so he's pushing some product. Yeah. Don't I, cry for him. No, no. He did. He did get off Twitter. I saw recently. Really? 
I've actually probably probably the move from his uh, director of something told him. I try to spend a little less time on Twitter day by day, and I find it's just to be I'm a happier person not on it. More time on IG. It's a much happier medium. I'm much more positive. It's just it's why do you just want to live in negativity? You know, I, I don't. You know, I'm not claiming to be Tony Robbins here, but I just it does make you a little more negative. Like I don't get triggered as much because I don't see other people get triggered over nothing. Over shit that's not even real. I do spend there. It's more likely I spend twenty minutes on dog videos, though. Maybe on not what? twenty, but ten. Instagram. It's like, oh, now the dog. Oh, this this dog's adorable. Yeah. Oh, look at this thing. What is that? I, I just don't. A cat as, licking the ear of a pit bull. How many wheels we got? There's just not as much hate, you know. I think the Tyreek Hill situation is a good example of like everyone is just so negative, and it's like I don't even like. I, no one knows anything. How do you how do you even get this worked up over anything? Like worry about your own self first. <laughs> what are we what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. Roger Goodell's gotta go. That's why I say, like, I just don't have the bandwidth for some of this stuff. There's only so much stuff yeah. can fit in my brain. I know. Energy devoted. Know, All right, on that note. Draws to save the energy. That's right. Share the podcast though. Share it with all your friends. Appreciate that. Godspeed. Number one podcast in the Bay Area. Appreciate everyone listening. EaseWellness.com. Promo code AM. Later. Peace. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.